Welcome, everybody. This is Jared from Number One Bullshit with this week's F update, where we're providing any final updates or impressions of this week's card, as well as going over anything that we might have really effed up on the podcast last week. First F up that I do want to bring up as uh, one of our loyal listeners, aka uh, bullshitters, pointed out to me, my man T Bomb. Uh, I had stated that a good fight for Grant Dawson would be Matush Gamrot. However, uh, Dawson had shot that down during the press conference saying that Gamrot is a teammate and he doesn't want to fight him. So there's that. Uh, and then we failed to mention the featured prelim Robbie Lawler versus Nico Price. Uh, this is going to be Robbie Lawler's retirement fight. If you're familiar with both of these fighters, that you know, it's going to be one of those classic just bleed kind of fights. Going to be a lot of action. Really excited. Makes perfect sense that it's the featured prelim. Uh, we'll talk about Lawler's career during the show on uh, Monday, uh, but Lawler got a massive pop at the weigh-ins. Uh, he had been inducted into the UFC Hall of Fame on Thursday night uh, as in the fight wing, his second fight with Rory McDonald, which was an absolute classic. So uh, did need to mention that. And then we do have some updates to the card. At the release of the last episode, we had mentioned that Sean Brady had uh, pulled out of his fight against Jack Della Maddalena. It came out that he had septic bursitis in his elbow, and that was the reason. Uh, and they had since rescheduled Della Maddalena to fight the muscle hamster Josiah Harrell. Uh, but after they weighed in, everyone was all weighed in. They did the brain scan on Josiah Harrell. Uh, it showed Moya Moya disease, uh, which is not life threatening. So he, you know, he's going to live, uh, but that fight is now off. So it just was not meant to be for Jack Della Maddalena to fight on this card. I am pretty bummed uh, about that, uh, but hopefully he gets rescheduled here relatively soon. At the very least, I think we'll see him at 293 in Australia. Uh, and then one other adjustment to the card, Treshawn Gore tore a ligament in his wrist, so he's out of his fight with Bo Nickel. They did find a short notice replacement in Val Woodburn, who is seven and zero with uh, five knockouts. He was supposed to be on the contender series in August, getting the call to the big show. Now opening up the main card, here's a great opportunity for this young man. You know, make the most of it. Uh, Bo Nickel in this fight is has the best betting line in the history of the UFC. I think he's minus three thousand right now. Uh, Val Woodburn has fought at 205. There's a, a really big discrepancy uh, when you look at Woodburn sh uh, much shorter than uh, than Bo Nickel is. Now, I watched a couple of his fights. He's a little reckless uh, at the start, but the grappling should be interesting. He's on the same team as Jacques Ray. He trains with the Fresh Pip Prince, uh, but obviously this is going to be a huge step up in competition, which sounds weird for a guy who has more fights than his opponent. But his last fight was against like a 41-year-old journeyman. So that's very different than fighting, you know, on a double championship main card of a pay-per-view against arguably the greatest prospect in the history of MMA. So now that the updates are all settled, going into the weigh-ins, we had one fighter miss weight. Jalen Turner missed by two pounds. He looked really drawn out. Even at the ceremonial weigh-ins, was walking pretty slow to the scale. Um he did not try to cut more weight after weighing in the first time at 158. This is going to be interesting. You know, obviously, 
city kickboxing, all those guys, Dan Hooker, Izzy, they've had some pretty choice words about people that don't make the weight. Um, and so we'll, we'll see if Hooker takes it out on him. Uh, also pretty interesting raw dog. My man, raw dog, Roy Val uh, was the backup. He actually weighed in for uh, the 125 title fight in case Pantoja or Moreno wasn't going to make it. They both made it. So no need there. He just gets a show purse. So good for you, Roy Val make weight, get paid. I love it. Now, probably the, the most intensity throughout the week was with uh, Drickus DuPlessis and Robert Whitaker. Intense stare downs at both the press conference and the ceremonial weigh-ins. You know, somewhat respectful. They're shaking hands and all that, but it, it was intense. Uh, that got me excited for that fight. There's a certain kind of excitement about DuPlessis right now. He's carrying himself in a certain way that, I mean, Whitaker's the second best middleweight on planet earth right now and it has me thinking like does does duplessis have a chance that's why they fight uh pantoja now that stare down was interesting pantoja's been really intense like all week he's kind of been a man on a mission ever since that alex perez fight where he came out hyper aggressive so very big juxtaposition to brandon moreno who's like smiling and just having a good time I can't wait for that. I want to know, does Pantoja just have his number or has Moreno made those strides that he needs to make to kind of overcome that boogeyman that's in his past? You know, the only guy who's finished him, even though it was an exhibition on, on the ultimate fighter, but the only time he's been finished, It'd be cool to see if he gets that back. And then the main event, Yair versus Volkanovsky. Uh, Yair came out. Joe Rogan asked him a question. He immediately just started speaking in Spanish. Did not care about answering Rogan's question uh, at all, but was very respectful, which at times we have seen from Yair looking at you in the Jeremy Stevens fight where he has not been respectful. So this was a very, you know, he you can tell that he understands the challenge in front of him and he thinks that he is ready to, to scale that mountain. Now, Volkanovsky looked kind of drawn out. At the uh, the official weigh-ins, rehydrated really well. Uh, at first, I thought he was just a, a really big Nelly fan. St. Lunatics came out with the Band-Aid on his face. Uh, apparently, uh, he has a, a cut under his right eye. It'll be interesting to see if that comes into play during the fight. Now, it is under the eye, so unless he's on his back, shouldn't be too much of an issue when it comes to uh, getting blood in the eye. But both guys, very, very respectful uh, but there's that certain tension of like, these are two alphas ready to go at it. And I cannot wait to watch the card starts. We have the early prelims at six. That's on ESPN plus. We have the prelims at eight, which are on ABC and ESPN, or you can just watch early prelims and prelims on ESPN plus. And then we have the main card uh, at 10 o'clock on pay-per-view. All these times are Eastern because live in North Carolina, uh, but main card starting at 10. Now, don't forget, go over to Twitter, follow us at number one BS pod. Uh, you will see uh, mine and DJ's picks for the main card, as well as a poll up there for who you think will win the featured prelim. Cannot wait to talk to you guys about this on Monday. Love and respect.